Hi there. Welcome back to the Mindful Notes podcast, a podcast all about intentional living and living more mindfully in a chaotic world. My name is Gina Stovall and I am your host. So today I wanted to talk a bit about um, tools that I've been using for my mindfulness practice. Last week I shared a blog post um, at ginastovall.com all about the five apps that are helping me with my mindfulness practice. And I thought it would be fun to just talk through them a little bit more. So first things first, I don't think that people actually need apps um, in particular or any tools to practice mindfulness um, or to practice being more present in your life. But I have found that it's really fun to have these apps. Um, They make things a little bit easier It's kind of like speaking in a language that's already natural to you. Having something on my phone has helped me just kind of build these practices and maybe divert my attention from things that on my phone that make me less mindful um, and giving me some substitutes to help me practice much more, like much better habits, essentially. Um, So yeah, I'll just jump into my list, which you can find over on my blog, but this is going to be pretty comprehensive. So if you don't like reading, this is for you. So the very first app um, I shared was the Headspace app. And really it's any meditation app that, you know, works for you. But for me, it's been Headspace. I've been using Headspace, I think for about four years now. Um, And I use it on and off. Sometimes I meditate with it a lot of the times I meditate without it now, but then when I go through periods where I'm meditating less or it's just harder for me to get started or I'm doing these much shorter meditations and I feel I still feel very distracted during them, I like to use Headspace because it has a lot of guided um, situational based um, meditations and it helps me hearing someone else's voice versus mine, fighting with my own internal voice when I'm meditating, sometimes helps me get into the, the zone a lot faster. Um, and so I use, I have the Headspace Premium, which I've been, I was paying for it for several years because I just found the additional meditations that you get through paying for the premium version was well worth it for me. Um, but actually Headspace this year partnered with LA County to offer the app, the premium version of the app for free for all LA County residents. So I'll probably pop that in the show notes. If you do live in LA or maybe your jurisdiction, like your County or city is doing something similar, but, um, it's really incredible, honestly, to offer such a wonderful tool for completely for free. Um, And there is a free version of the app. So if you're just getting started on your Headspace or your meditation journey and you want to try that out, I think Headspace is a great intro to meditating and to see results pretty quickly. At least I did. Um, And I have a whole series of blog posts on from, I believe, 2016, 2017 from when I started meditating and the difference I saw. Um, It was really dramatic, honestly. And I was living in New York at the time and I could honestly say that my lifestyle prior to find like starting learning about mindfulness, starting to learn about it, um, was the polar opposite, which <laughs> is go, go, go. And really, um, a very distracted kind of life and ultimately not nearly as fulfilling as one where I'm actually present. So anyway, I have headspace to thank for that in part. 
And yeah, they also have some other cool things that they do where they do like live meditations. The app has um, sleep casts. So if you have insomnia or trouble falling asleep or ruminating thoughts as you fall asleep, they have some cool things for that. Um, Workout things like mindful walking, mindful eating, mindful working out, all this kind of stuff. So it's nice to have a selection of things to use in the app. It's not just for, you know, quiet meditation. So yeah, that's my first number one app for mindfulness. One I just always go back to. I'm such a loyalist. So the second app that I shared in this blog post was Jour, um, J-O-U-R. And this is a new app that I just started using a little over a month ago. And this app is all about um, mindful check-ins in the form of journaling or micro journaling almost. And so I started using Jour because Jour actually reached out to me on Instagram. They like, we see that you do a lot of mindfulness content and we feel like you'd really like our product. And so I tried it out. They gifted me a premium subscription after about a week of me trying it and being interested in the app. Um, And actually right now I'm doing a giveaway, which ends today. So I think this podcast might be out before the giveaway ends, but I'm doing a giveaway of five premium subscriptions to Jor because I really do enjoy this so much. So basically what it is, is a um, journaling app, but it's a guided journaling app. Once again, it's like a tool to help get you into the practice of it. Um, And essentially they will help you check in with yourself every day. So you're checking in about your feelings, what specific things in your life, like maybe your work or your relationships or your exercises or different aspects of living, um, how they're making you feel. And they help give you prompts. So if you're like me and you have a hard time journaling just off the cuff, um, you know, coming up with how to start or something like that, they give you these prompts that help you get that kind of get your brain thinking about it. And they even give you like how to start a sentence. So it's very interesting. And the questions are molded to your input. So basically it's learning from what you're saying, what you're, con- what you're um, concerned about, or maybe what you're enjoying. And it helps you reflect deeper on that. And then it usually takes me less than five minutes to do just the daily check-in. And typically based on the daily check-in, um, they will offer an additional like um, an additional set of prompts essentially. So for instance, I did mine yesterday morning. I kind of checked in. I was like, I'm feeling okay, a little bit anxious, a little bit stressed and frustrated about work specifically is what I was able to target. Um, and then after it offered an additional like journaling prompt that kind of walked me through how to handle expectations at work, which was just so on point for what I was feeling in that day um, or yesterday. And so it'll walk you through that. And I've also gotten additional prompts on like gratitude and reflection, taking time to rest, um, lots of things that really bring in the science behind positive psychology and help you focus on, you know, what you're actually feeling first off, acknowledging those feelings. And then in addition to that, then you're going a little bit deeper and focusing not just on the positive because it's not like a toxic positivity kind of app, but really focusing on what's at the root of the root cause of these feelings and how to deal with them in a healthy way. So yeah, that's a lot about Jor, but it's very cool. If you're, I highly recommend this for people who don't journal often, but have always wanted to, or who kind of will feel their feelings, but not go much deeper. 
um, which I can, I tend to be that person by nature, very much like get things done and not really reflect deeply on how those things are making me feel, which is why I started practicing mindfulness in the first place. Um, I think this app would be really useful for you. And there again is a free basic version. So if you want to try it out and then see if you actually like the full premium version, um, I highly recommend that. And I think the annual subscription for Jure is around $80, maybe $70, um, definitely under $100. Headspace, it's similar. It's um, around $100 a year. So when you break that out over 12 months, you know, you're spending less than $10 a month on a tool that could potentially really help you. So yeah, that's it for Jure, J-O-R. Um, so I'll move on to the next app which is another one of these like tried and true I've been using for many years, still stick by it. I shared this one on Instagram and I've gotten so many messages back from people telling me like I started using this and I love it. It's amazing. Um, and that app is called Tide. So Tide is very different from the, um, from Jewel and Headspace. They're not, it's not so active or at least the way that I use it. I don't use it in a very active way. Um, I use this for as a Pomodoro timer primarily, or if I need very focused, um, quiet time. So Tide has different like soundscapes. So if you like those like soundscape kind of things, you can use that um, like rain on a tin roof and, you know, nature sounds and all of that kind of thing. So I think some people use it to sleep. Some people use it just to meditate, that kind of stuff. But I actually use it on silent primarily, and it has timers. So I use it as a Pomodoro, which is basically to focus on work and focus on one thing at a time. And I'll use it in 25-minute increments and then a five-minute break, 25-minute increments, five-minute break to try and get really focused work done. And um, why I love it so much is because you can turn it on so that it doesn't allow you to access other parts of your phone. It has a very beautiful interface that, you know, you look at it and you don't really want to interrupt your timer. Um, and then it obviously doesn't really add any other additional distractions while you're working. So you can kind of just turn it on, forget about it. it, has a very gentle alarm like that will alert you that it's time for a break, <clears throat> that your focus time is over. And then you, yeah, can take your little break and start it all over again. So. It's a really simple app, the way that I use it at least. I know some people use it, again, to fall asleep, to meditate, all of that, but I really love it as a Pomodoro timer. Um, yeah, and that's really it for Tide. It's just, it's I've used the free version for many, many years now, I think since grad school almost. I don't know, it's at least as long as I've used Headspace, so four or five years. And um, yeah, I just really can't say enough good things about the free version of the app because I've never had to pay for it, which is phenomenal. No ads or anything like that. Um, oh, I should also mention they have daily quotes that I really enjoy. So if you ever signed up for my 100 Days of Mindful Notes mailing list, where I email you a mindful note every day for 100 days, um, you'll like this because there's really cool quotes um, as soon as you open the app every time with beautiful imagery. So yeah, Tide. All right. So this is, that was app three out of the five that I'm sharing from the blog post. The um, fourth one is really straightforward. Most everyone's heard of it. It is Spotify. 
So I use Spotify um, for music, obviously, and also podcasts now. I love the app. I love the interface. I like that they just have my data. They know me and they recommend great things. But a friend of mine, um, Rhoda, over at Design for Everyone, she has a really cool blog about UX design and mindfulness. She actually said that she had been using Spotify to meditate recently. And so there's like some different meditations on there. You can subscribe to different people and different playlists and just have them at the ready, which, you know, I use Headspace primarily, but it's nice to kind of switch it up sometimes. And also I love Spotify because I um, like to download things so that I don't need internet in order to access my music. So like if I'm turning off my Wi-Fi for the day to focus, I can just have that. And um, yeah, I can now do that with some meditations or some like nice ambiance in the background. So yeah, it's very straightforward. Spotify, check it out. If you already use Spotify, see if you can, if you'd be interested in the different meditations on there. I'll try and include some of the playlists that she had recommended to me, my friend Rhoda. And yeah, hopefully you like that. Okay. I feel like I'm talking kind of fast, but it's because I don't want this to be too long. Um, but I also have so much to say about these apps. The last app is not actually an app, but it's something that I have used ever since the feature came out on my phone. I have an iPhone and I use the screen time app to look at the data and analytics which I mean, if anyone gets the notifications on their screen time every week, it can make you feel really guilty and terrible. Um, but actually I've stopped looking at, at it as a negative and started using screen time just to limit myself on apps. I know that are more of a distraction and that I go on just to consume versus, you know, some of these apps like Headspace or Jewel, they actually really add a lot of value to my life. So don't put limits on those. And when I see that I've been using my phone for these more positive, um, positive, like reinforcing these good habits in my life apps, um, I feel a lot better. So yeah, versus some apps that I use, which I'm not going to name them out because that'll just make me feel bad. Um, but yeah, some apps where, you know, you just go on and you lose minutes, if not hours of your day, and it doesn't really add anything for your, add anything to like better your mood or anything like that. You're not really learning yada yada. So screen time, actually I've stopped guilting myself over my screen time use and instead really celebrating the fact that I have these insights and all this data, um, and then setting some limits for myself just so that I can be more mindful of my own consumption. Um, so one thing that I started doing last year was limiting myself on Sundays for the entire day. I block all of my, like any of my apps that I know aren't really gonna, you know, I just go on to waste time basically. So I block those. And even though I still open them, I, you can override all of the restrictions on your phone very easily. But that extra step of breaking through the barrier on Sundays makes me think, oh, do I actually need to use this app right now? Or am I just bored? Or am I just distracting myself or procrastinating from something? So yeah, I really love that. I think it's great because it just adding that one extra step to enter an app makes it less mindless and much more mindful. So yeah, those are all the five tools on my phone that I've been using to help better my mindfulness practices. I hope that talking through them um, makes it a little bit just more personable or helps people understand why I highlighted those. 
And actually, I had written a blog post like this over three years ago with my current five at the time, current five um, favorite mindfulness apps. So that's linked in that blog post, which I'll share in these show notes. So you can see how much it's changed. Maybe there are some on there that I no longer use, but you would like to use. So yeah, apps don't have to be terrible distractions. They can actually be tools for good. So yeah, that's all I have to share about that. I hope you liked this. Um, I'll be sharing more of these like audio walkthroughs of blog posts that I share. So I hope, I really hope you enjoy it. Okay. That's it for today.